0: Welcome to episode number 16 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm glad that I'm here too, because I'm recovering from COVID, and it's been an interesting couple of weeks, not only because I've been traveling and been moving around and meeting people, but also because I've been recovering from COVID, which has been uh, really interesting, to say the least, and I'm going to get into that, but... The main topic that we're going to go through today is when someone or something isn't what you had hoped and when it brings up some of these feelings in you. And I want to talk through this because I, this topic came up on our uh, listserv for the Illinois midwives. And one of the midwives was in particular uh, very disappointed and in her words, enraged about how when we all uh, congregated in Chicago this year for the ACNM, or American College of Nurse Midwives, annual meeting that uh, several of us uh, got COVID from, likely from the event. Now, and I know, you know, there's no, very often it's hard to do contact tracing, especially when you get into a big group. We had over 1,100 midwives in Chicago. And so I have some sense of probably, you know, how I got exposed Uh, just based on my contact tracing. So the midwife who had some feelings about the level of preparation and the precautions that were taken and in in her mind weren't taken, um, had quite a bit to say to the board of directors, to our regional representative, and also to the Illinois listserv. And I thought it was interesting because in general, I have have an appreciation for a healthy debate um, amongst my colleagues. And and I'll be honest, many years ago, that wasn't actually the case. I would much rather have avoided conflict and avoided anything that felt like it was remotely uh, uh, uncomfortable in terms of discussing things and opinions uh, when the emotions get big. But now I've, I've got kind of a, a better grip on my own emotions and become more aware of, of my discomfort and have worked through that. So so when I read her email, I felt some pings come up, right? You know when you feel triggered, whether someone says something or you are in a conversation with your boss or your partner says something And it feels very, very triggering. Like something just rises up in you and you think, and all of a sudden the opinions come out, right? Like your thoughts, there's some sort of response or you are reacting to that situation. And when that email came through, I certainly reacted to it in my mind, right? I didn't do anything. I wasn't smashing plates or, you know, um, or calling up friends and, you know, and, uh, uh, talking to them about it. But I had my own internal reaction, right, to this email and to this midwife's uh, very clear disappointment with how the event had been handled. And her concerns were that we had many people who had gathered in Chicago, and, uh, and her feeling was that ACNM had not done its due diligence in protecting the group. And she further felt that we as healthcare professionals should know better and that she's avoided COVID for two years. And uh, and and how ridiculous is it that uh, she came to this event and, you know, she ended up getting COVID herself despite, you know, having two years of not having it. And I had to admit, um, I... When I read this email, I had a lot of thoughts that came up originally. I got a little bit triggered, and I thought, well, wait a minute. Let's break this down and let's kind of really let me think about this from a couple of different standpoints because I think it deserves that if I'm feeling triggered, right? And as a side note, I think one of the things that I teach in Women Who Cultivate is really this level of awareness that for many of us is important to have, and many of us don't have a very keen sense of awareness. It's something that over the past Three to four years, I have honed uh, considerably because I was a person who very often reacted, uh, and rather than responded, and and had a lot of inner turmoil from some unprocessed emotions when I felt triggered. So now, part of my process and the process that I teach my clients is to note, okay, when I'm feeling triggered, and this is what happens. You know, this is how it shows up for me. Am I okay with that? And do I desire to change things up? And do I have a desire to change my thinking so that then I can change, you know, uh, create some new feelings and then create a different way of showing up in the world and ultimately a different result. So, um, so, but the main key here, right, is for me was, well, why am I getting triggered by this? Right, I'm reading this email and I feel kind of like my blood's starting to boil a little bit. I had a lot of thoughts about it, which was that. You know, um, you know, clearly this midwife is very disappointed. Um, clearly she thinks that, you know, every midwife who uh, attended the event should have worn a mask. She thought that ACNM should have put in a mask mandate, despite the fact that the local government of Chicago and the state government of of Chicago, uh, do not currently have a mask mandate in place. And, um... So she felt very enraged, and and I use enraged uh, because that was, in fact, the the word that she used. Um, And what I think is so interesting is that when I look at this, I think, all right, well, if I can kind of from afar get into her head and try to understand what's going on and why she's feeling so enraged, I know that it's because she's thinking probably that it should have been different than it was. And I think it's kind of something to be aware of because many of us have these shoulds of how they should act, right? Whether it's your partner or your children and how they should show up or how she should, um, you know, uh, be present in the meeting, how he shouldn't be on his phone, how she should have said it differently. How, right? I mean, think of all the times during the day when you come in contact with with someone, whether it's a patient or a partner, and you have this thought of, boy, she should have done that differently. She should wear her hair different. She should do her eye makeup differently. She should cook the chicken soup with organic broth, organic stock, right? Think of how many times that that line comes up for you. Oh, right. I sh- she should right, and and I think the shoulds are are always indicative, always indicative when you start to get into the shoulds, right? And you you um you start to should all over yourself. Um, It's a really good um, pattern to become aware of because the shoulds often bring up levels of expectations. Expectations that we not only may have of ourselves, but expectations that we have of others. Expectations that we have of organizations, professional and national. Expectations we have of our leaders. And very often if we are... If we are using the vocabulary of should, there's probably been a gap in terms of what we thought should have happened and what actually happened, right? And so when you start to enter into, well, she should have done it differently or ACNM should have acted differently, it very often causes a lot of disappointment and discomfort in general. Sometimes that's what, in fact, brings up the feeling of rage, right? They should have done it differently than they did. And, and what happens when you feel enraged? Well, I mean, very clearly we could see from this email that this midwife took to her keyboard and, uh, and decided to type out a very long email. She took time probably to go through that uh, email and I mean, multiple paragraphs. And I'm sure it took her some time to compose it. And uh, and she um, she threw some accusations, in my opinion, um, right around some judgment. Maybe not accusations accusations, but we could say judgment uh, of others of how the other midwives should have acted. And you know what is always interesting is, as you know, if you can look and consider. Um, you know what happens when you enter into that phase of judging, right? And thinking about how it should have happened. There's a lot of not only emotions that come up, but a lot of time spent thinking about how it should have been different than it was. And when we kind of take a step back and we say, well, okay, so then what's the result of this, right? Like if I'm the midwife who I go to the conference, I I get COVID, and again, I went to the conference, I got COVID, so I can say this comfortably. But if I'm the midwife and I go to the conference, and I agree to the terms of the conference, I know full well that there's no current, uh, there's a recommendation of masks, and they're strongly encouraged. However, there are many attendees there who decline to mask, and you know that's their choice, right? But they decline to mask, right? But I stay there, and I stay amongst all of those people, and I have all sorts of big emotions come up and I think that they should be different than they are, but they aren't. And then I get home and I get COVID and I get more angry and more enraged, right? And if I'm that midwife and then I take the time to write the email, I have spent a lot of time essentially existing in an alternate reality, a reality which in my mind is very clear of like, well, wow, they should have all been masked. We should have not contributed to an increase in COVID cases. And uh, there should have been different decision-making that went on, you know, prior to this event to ensure the safety. And what happens with that? Well, you know, you spend a lot of time hoping, praying, wishing, and ruminating over something that actually wasn't true, that didn't really happen and the thing about shoulds as you know probably you've seen it in your own life and I certainly see it with my clients and I see it with myself is that when I enter into the shoulds and I start thinking things should be different than they are it causes a lot of consternation for me and Byron Katie famously said and one one of my all of my clients know that I talk about Byron Katie she has a fantastic book that's called loving what is that changed my life and my perspective Uh, When I read it, it was a book that I picked up and I literally couldn't put it down because it was so fascinating to consider how our thoughts and and some of our thinking um, creates some of the feelings and the discomfort and the displeasure that we experience, most of which is self-inflicted. Well, all of which is self-inflicted, actually, if we consider that no one really can go inside your head and produce these thoughts for you, right, you have to be the one, the originator of these thoughts, And Byron Katie, you know, says, anytime you fight with reality, it always causes suffering. And I'll never forget reading that line and thinking, holy shit, she is so right. Anytime I start to think that it should have been differently than it is, it creates such consternation in me. And it takes me away from the present, right? Because here's the thing. Any moment where I am thinking about how something should be different than it is, is a moment when I'm not actually in the present moment. I'm not actually focused on what's in front of me. If I'm in Target and my kid is losing his shit about not being able to get the latest toy, Lego or cookie that's on the Target shelf, right? And I am thinking that he shouldn't be doing this right because of course we're in target and you know my mind goes into how embarrassing and this is terrible and blah 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 right if if I'm that person who's in the midst of all that thinking like he, he just shouldn't be doing this right I'm otherwise actually losing a moment in that moment to be present with him to be present to the reality of what is which is that I have a a toddler or a child in front of me who is losing a shit and right? And if I have thinking of like, he shouldn't be doing this, I'm going to lose my shit. And then if we're both losing our shit, like, you know that that's no good, right? Like, that's the worst when you are as the parent and for my parents, for all my parents who are out there, for all of you who have been in a clinical setting, like, right, like, we see this with patients too. If the patient is starting to lose it, and I used to see this all the time in labor and birth, if a patient is starting to lose it, and then I'm starting to lose it, Oh, hell, it just, the whole, you know, the emotional contagion of the, um, of that setting, it just changes and just emotions just flare and they get so big. And and then we're contributing to the, you know, that dis-ease uh, that's felt, that is so palpable and so present within the entirety of the room. And, you know, if you've ever dealt with a toddler having a tantrum, it, it really doesn't help to, <laughs> to sit there and say, oh my God, he shouldn't be doing this. This is so terrible. Like he shouldn't be having a, t- a tantrum. Like it does nothing to support the situation. And for those of us who desire to become parents who are present for our kids, present emotionally, who support them as they figure out their emotions and go through the wide range of emotions, you know, it it's a skill to be able to stay present in the moment and to avoid to luxury or to indulge in thinking it should be different than it is, right? So, I think I think the the email when I think about this email that was sent, I think about my own response to it, my inner kind of reaction to it, so to speak. And I think about the midwife who wrote it, who took all the time, who clearly had um, some you know concerns, and you could call them legitimate, you could call them not. It's just a judgment. She had concerns, she had thoughts about this event, and she made a choice to type them all out and to share them with our listserv, and um, thus triggering right other people to have thoughts, right, and other people to have responses. And now we've got a, um, a handful of uh, additional responses that have come out on ACNM. And look, it's neither right nor wrong, right? I'm not here to judge the midwife, and I'm certainly not here to judge myself for having a reaction to it. However, if I step back for a moment and if I commit to becoming an individual who is aware, I can, can start to become an observer of what's going on not only in me, but also what's going on on this email in front of me, right? And this gal, this midwife's uh, really journey through all of her feelings of rage and, and disappointment and frustration clearly with uh, the events. I also want to talk about the other piece around the shoulds which is that when you enter into thinking something should be different than it is then and you're also you know you're you're kind of in this alternate reality right you're feeding your brain you're like you know thinking right he shouldn't be losing his shouldn't target this child shouldn't be on the floor it's happened to me once many moons ago and um when i had a uh, had to take one, my youngest son in for a vaccine, and he's always he's been, kind of been some one of the kids who's um, particularly scared of needles, and so we've had to you know work, and I've had to do a lot of work around just being able to be present for him, and to be able to keep myself calm while and be a supportive resource to him while he has his moment around you know the shot. Right, and so, and then supporting him, right, and in, in terms of his thinking and his mindset around vaccines and shots and and that kind of thing. But I think of sometimes, right, like being the parent or being the person who's present for the tantrum. Right, you get to choose in that moment. Either I think that it should be differently than it is, and I again, you know, indulge in this kind of thinking, and it produces a lot of worry and resentment and disappointment and frustration in me. And then I take my time and I write emails or I tell people or I maybe I don't actually process my own emotions and so I go, you know, then I'm having a conversation with somebody else and then I kind of snap because it just feels heavy and I haven't done my work, right? Like, it's like, it's this whole involved thing, right? One email can trigger so many people. And, and I advocate that each one of us is responsible for our own emotional regulation, Right. You and I are responsible for the, the actions that we take. We're responsible for uh, whether or not we choose to react or respond, whether or not we choose to allow ourselves to feel emotions and to process those emotions. You and I are responsible for uh, acknowledging if we just avoid all emotions and we immediately go into this alternate reality of how it should be and cause ourselves additional suffering. And, and I recognize that. And I also just want to make this final point that when you begin to, during the tantrum or during, you know, as you start to, as you're present for an event that's going on around you, whether it's an email or a toddler who's, who's, you know, losing it, I also just want to point out that if you and I are to claim responsibility and to show up fully responsible for our emotions, then I also would encourage you to consider if I were the person who took full responsibility during that moment, instead of writing an email, instead of being angry, instead of being disappointed and, uh, and uh, taking my frustration out on others, if I were fully responsible to myself as an emotional adult, as someone who has a well-developed prefrontal cortex... Who is a, uh, who has is, is migrated from being a concrete thinker in uh, adolescent childhood and adolescence into an abstract thinker as an adult? If I am that person, then am I being responsible to myself in that moment? If I take my frustration and I spread it around, if I take my rage and I spread it around, is it, right? Is, is, what is the, like, if, if rage drives, is the emotion that drives me to go and tell a bunch of midwives how they should or shouldn't act or how a professional organization should or shouldn't make decisions? Am I showing up fully responsible for my actions as a emotionally regulated and emotionally mature individual? And I think there is some ownership that that can occur if you're willing to do it. Because if you're willing to be the person who manages her emotions, then you're willing to become the person who then writes emails or goes to the board of directors, not necessarily from a place of of rage and frustration, but you come at it from a place of love. And you come at it from a place of, if I were going to take full responsibility for myself in this situation, what would I have done, right? Because if I'm the midwife who goes to the conference, who has a lot of thoughts and feelings about how the conference went on and how people should or should not have acted versus how they did, then was I fully responsible to myself in that moment? If I felt those feelings come up, did I allow them to be, to be there? Did I make choices at that time that served me? Did I stay at the event? Did I exit the event? Did I make my uh, frustrations known at that time? Did I allow rage to fuel, you know, how I showed up? Did I allow rage to fuel how I wrote emails? And I'm, am I okay with that? And again, we're not here to judge. I'm not here to, to bash another midwife. That's clearly not my, um, that's not my MO. But what I am here to say is, look, if you commit to becoming a person who is a leader of herself, then you must commit to, number one, becoming aware Of your own triggers you must also then become aware in my opinion of whether or not you show up fully responsible to yourself first and then to anyone else and you also have to take responsibility for when you have action that is fueled by rage that there may be some unintentional fallout from that Right? You may cause more rage in the world. And the point isn't to say that that's good or bad or it's right or wrong. However, at the end of the day, each one of us gets to choose. How do I want to show up? How do I want to be present? What do I want to contribute in the world? How do I want to take full responsibility for the emotional stability that I have or I don't have? And am I willing to do the work in order to, um, to not increase a level of hate, disregard, or rage in the world? And, you know, we always skate a thin line with this conversation around responsibility and being human and having a human experience. And as you know, there are many times that you've gone through feelings of rage or disappointment, frustration, anger, all of those feelings, and they're normal. They're normal. They're, they're absolutely, positively, 100% normal to feel because that is the uh, a part of being a human and having a human experience. And what's also true is that if we are present to how we are feeling and we understand that, oh, yeah, in fact, I have some expectations of how it should have happened, and the reality is that it didn't happen the way I thought it. It it should have. And so I feel a lot of disappointment and frustration. And if my job as an emotionally regulated adult is to uh, not necessarily to take that and to spread it, but to process it myself. And then also to ask if I were going to show up fully responsible, not only for the emotions that I have, but also the impact I have and the influence I have on others, then how will I use that? Because it is a superpower. And it's one that we don't often uh, acknowledge enough. The impact that we have on others when we uh, allow our feelings to, uh, and especially those of ang- that come from fear and anger, to fuel the actions uh, that we take. Right, They're unintentional outcomes. Well, you could call them unintentional, I guess, if you're not aware of them. I guess they're, though, very intentional if we consider the fact that, well, if I think it should have happened differently and then I feel like, you know, a lot of rage inside me and then that rage causes me to go and shame other midwives and it causes me to uh, place judgment on other people and it causes me to, uh, you know, voice my concern and criticism and displeasure with, then, um, right, is that the kind of person that you want to be? And all of us have a different answer to that, and that's okay. That's all right. I think, though, our job as humans, if we are to be fully responsible, fully accountable to ourselves, and fully emotionally regulated, our job then is to say, well, actually, no, I never take my emotions and take them out on somebody else. I always become aware of when I think something should be different than it is, and I, I become an observer of that. And I say to myself, huh, why, would I, why am I trying to fight with reality here? Why am I trying to change what is? And why am I willing to, to um, increase my level of suffering because I have a different view of how the world should have worked or how this individual should have worked? Like, is it worth it? You know, one of my clients was laughing because she said, I, she was listening to one of the modules on Women Who Cultivate and said that she had a mic drop moment. She said, when Anne said, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze, it, it just was one of those moments for me, like, oh, yeah. And that's what this is here. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Do you desire to be the person in the world who walks around um, and uses rage or feelings of disappointment, feelings of anger and fear to drive how she shows up in the world? And it's, it's something for each, of, each one of us to ask, right? One of the things that I've taught my kids this year in particular, uh, as we become more um, responsible and accountable to ourselves and my family for becoming uh, emotionally aware individuals, both adults and children, one of the things that I've taught my children that I do believe is that hate creates more hate in this world. Love creates more love. And so each individual always has a choice on whether he, she or they shows up from a place of hate or from a place of love. And that that is a choice that is available to each and every one of us in every moment. Right? If I was going to show up with love, what would that look like? And if I was going to show up with hate or anger or fear driving the bus, what does that look like? And am I willing? to see those two different results created, knowing full well that what comes out of me being hateful or me sharing, taking rage and sharing it may create more rage in the world. And am I okay with that? So, um, remember, as Byron Katie says, anytime you fight with the reality of what is, it always causes suffering. So... Consider next time, when you're fighting with reality, is it worth it? Am I willing to go through the emotional turmoil and react and be disappointed because my brain offered me that it should have been different than it was? And always to ask myself, right, is the juice worth the squeeze? So... If you would like to become an advanced practice nurse who desires to become more highly aware of her brain and aware of what to do, aware of when she gets triggered and subsequently what to do when she feels triggered, when she becomes avoidant, when she operates from a place of rage, if you desire to be the person who develops her awareness around that, with non-judgment, of course, I invite you to come over and join us in Women Who Cultivate www.ianconkleycnm.com. And uh, remember, I'm just a phone call away. So see you next time. Take care.